Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. McDavid centers. One-timer score. Oscar Clefbaum. And Edmonton strikes again in overtime. This time, it's Clefbaum. He takes the snap. He looks to the right side. He's throwing to the end zone. There it is. Touchdown, Eskimos. Duke Williams. Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on the voice of your Edmonton Oilers and Eskimos. 6.30 Chad. Eskimo Empire has grown by one. Welcome to the world, Cadence Riley, the new daughter of Eskimos quarterback Mike Riley. Later on this half hour, he will give you the story behind that very unique name. The Eskimos preparing to face Hamilton on Thursday in the Hammer. We'll have it for you on 6.30, Ched. The countdown to kickoff will be at 4. The game will start at 5.30. Eskimos 6-3 and three on the season. One of those three losses, an ugly one. The home opener back in week two. They were pumped on the brick field at Commonwealth Stadium by the Tiger Cats. So the Eskimos will try to bounce back from that one in a couple of days from now. You can go to my Twitter account, at Reed Wilkins, and vote in the poll I set up. The Eskimos are 6-3. and three. With the next three games at Hamilton, at Calgary on Labor Day, and then home to Calgary in the Labor Day rematch, what will their record be after that stretch? Well, right now it is a tie, 41% each, saying 8-4 and four or 7-5. and five. So uh, the large majority of you giving the Eskimos one win, out of the three, some of you thinking they can win two. A very optimistic 9% saying the Eskimos will go 3-0 and in that stretch and be 9-3. and A very pessimistic 9% as well saying the Eskimos will go 6-6 six and six and be 0-3 during this upcoming uh, stretch of games. Going to be uh, hard-pressed to beat Calgary once, let alone twice, uh, but first Hamilton on the docket on Thursday night. And we'll preview that game and talk a little bit more about uh, Riley Bryant Mitchell's big performance on Saturday as we move along here. Thanks a lot for tuning in. My name is Reed Wilkins. You can text 630-630. The phone number is 780-496-0063. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Reed Wilkins, R-E-I-D-W-I-L-K-I-N-S. And you can email inside sports at 630ched.com. We're heading into the meat of the CFL season, and we're also uh, counting down to the NHL season, we uh, told you yesterday, September 11th, we're going to have the Oilers rookies against the Nate McEwen All-Stars. 
Tickets for that will go on sale Friday morning through edmontonoilers.com. That turned into a pretty compelling game last year. Nate McEwen with the 2-0 upset of the Oilers rookies. And Oilers training camp will start on September 15th. Already a, a preseason game on September 17th. And uh, the Oilers trying to round out some areas of their roster. The Scotty Upshaw PTO. Yesterday's signing of Jakob Yerbeck, a depth defenseman who finished the season with the Washington Capitals, played their first two playoff games, both overtime losses to the Columbus Blue Jackets with the Capitals through their uh, run to the Stanley Cup. I mean, it seems the word on this gentleman is uh, he can pass the puck and uh, he is okay in other areas of the game, Uh, you know, battling physical play, defensive positioning, shooting, all that kind of stuff. If you're a depth defenseman, you better do something very well. If he can come in and uh, live up to the billing of being a, a passer, a, an outlet passer, a guy who can whip the puck up the ice with the forwards, uh, then okay. I, I guess he has fulfilled a role if he's not hurting you in other areas. If he can't do that, then I think quickly we could see Mr. Yerbeck uh, demoted to the press box. But, you know, he's, he's a big question mark. So we just got to see how that moves along. A lot of uh, NHLers and prospective NHLers skating at the uh, Perry Pern 3-on-3 camp at the Knights of Columbus Arena this week. I dropped by there this morning, sat down with Oilers defenseman Matt Benning. All right, Matt. Well, uh, good to see you. How's the summer been? You had some changes in your life, obviously. Yeah, uh, pretty busy summer. I mean... Um, in terms of the wedding, which which was great, and the contract in the same week, so that was a really busy and exciting week. Um, but uh, besides the fact, just, um, just trying to stay focused and, and get ready for a season. I think it'll be an important season for for everyone on this team. When you get back out skating uh, in an environment like this, uh, tell people a little bit about being on the ice here at the Perry Pern, because I notice. You know, there's stats posted every day on the bulletin board. Uh, it's still it's still pretty competitive, even though it's yeah. third week of August. Yeah, very competitive. And I think for a lot of us, it's kind of like the last um, little stint of competitive um, play for, for a little while until training camp starts. So I think for a lot of us, um, I mean, it's important to, to give it your all um, and compete. And and to not only not only help you but the other guys out there and um, just the, the the nature of a hockey player you're you're always competitive you're always trying to win. Obviously, some tough news for the Oilers with Andre Sekera going down. I guess in, indefinitely with the injury. And I mean, you've been his teammate and you saw what he went through last year. Your heart's got to be breaking. For sure, um, it's hard to see a guy go down like that. I mean, we were D partners a little bit the last two years and great guy in the locker room and and a veteran presence for sure he's been in the league for a while so um, I mean it's it's tough for him like he missed a lot of the year last year and then obviously uh, going down this year it's it's obviously um, tough for him and he's going to be a big loss for our team. What are some of the things you've learned from him over the last couple years? I mean if you watch him play he's a very simple player and but yet very effective and um, very efficient and I think that's one thing in my game where I could be a little bit better um, is, is be more efficient and and I mean that's not just like skating or anything but he, he doesn't use um, energy unnecessarily um, and I think that's something you just you'd get over time um, and I mean he's been in the league for a long time and, and has played a lot of minutes so um, but uh, just his simplicity in his game and I mean as if when you're playing with a guy that's simple he's you know where he's going to be you know that he's going to have your back wherever you go so um, 
had a great time um, being his partner. All right. Uh, obviously, you know, that changes things on, on defense. Uh, the Oilers signed Jakob Yerbeck yesterday. Uh, obviously, are you going into camp, same approach you had as a rookie? Like, <laughs> proving yourself over again or, you know, again, and plus some new coaches too? For sure. I mean, there's new coaches. Um, got a chance to talk with, with, with uh, a few of them. And, um, I mean, for me, for anybody on the team, um, you have to go into training camp and, and prove, prove to everybody that, that um, you deserve to be there. And I think that um, you can't lose sight of that going in. Otherwise, um, you could have a rude awakening. So I think for most of us, um, we're going to come in very prepared. Um, I know that a lot of the guys that are training at Rogers with me right now um, um, had a great great summer and, and doing a lot of skating and that sort of thing so we'll be ready one of the questions that is out there is who are the Oilers the team of two years ago or or the team of last year there's obviously a big discrepancy I, I know Peter Shirelli has said he believes a lot of guys are are going to bounce back or are more the player they were two years ago than last year what would you say to the fans is should, in your mind, the number one reason for optimism that the team can get back into the postseason? I thought that last year we were just very inconsistent and a lot of times we'd lose one or two games and we couldn't stop the bleeding and I think that that's, that's uh, internal. I think that, not saying that we have a bad group of guys, but I think that that's something we need to figure out as a group and um, I think that last year we kind of came in um, maybe a little bit uh, lackadaisical and um, teams teams pounced on us um, and I think that moving forward um, that there's there's a lot of opportunities for everyone to move up and down the lineup especially with the season we had last year and um, I think that guys will kind of realize that after the season we had last year and a lot of guys are pissed off and hungry for for the playoffs again this season all right there it is, straight from Oilers defenseman Matt Benning. Uh, I thought some interesting observations on what turned into a hugely disappointing season in 17 uh, 18. Maybe uh, came in a little lackadaisical, he said, and when something uh, went wrong, they couldn't stop the bleeding. And uh, that's a good point. It, it's, it's, I mean, look, bad things happen to every athlete, to every player. When they happen to the Oilers, they really mounted last season. And I, I will say this, and as an observer, of sports uh, for my entire life. And I go through different phases and how I look at things. But I'm really starting to think, uh, you know, show me a good team and I'll show you a team that can still win when they're not having a great day. A couple years ago, the Oilers could often get a point or two out of a game where maybe they didn't play their best or they had a bad break or were behind going into the third period. Uh, This past season, when something went wrong, Many more things went wrong in that game and often several subsequent games. I mean, the, we talk about the 5 nothing losses on home ice and uh, some of the extended, I mean, the 1-6-1 the and one stretch coming out of Christmas where they still might have had a chance to climb back into a playoff spot. So I think the, the mental fragility is something that the Oilers are going to have to address going into this season. Uh, defensively, so, I mean, look, here's a, we got Secker on long-term injured reserve. So you got Clefbaum, Larson, Nurse, Benning, and Russell. To me, Clefbaum's uh, going to be a bit of a question mark seeing how he comes back from the shoulder issue. I think the other guys, uh, we know who they are and what they can do. I think given the stage of their careers, 
Um, you could still see some improvement from Nurse and Benning. Uh, you know, Russell later in his career, and I think Larson is an, is an excellent uh, defensive defenseman. So now you're looking at a spot. So is it going to be Yarebeck? Is it going to be Kevin Gravel? Uh, is it going to be Ethan Bear? Is it going to be Keegan Lowe? Is it going to be Evan Bouchard? Um, big question mark for how the Oilers' defense gets rounded out. Uh, Brandon Davidson is still unsigned. He's been an Oiler twice, twice traded by Peter Shirelli. Uh, he he was offered a professional tryout by the Oilers, but he uh, decided not to go that direction because he, he could be getting closer to a, an actual uh, solid contract with uh, another team here in the NHL. Sounds like there are at least two teams pretty interested in Davidson. Um that long list of names, I, I, I heard, I, I, I've heard that referred to as flexibility. Don't see it that way at all, folks. I mean, look, I, I don't want to sound all gloomy about the Oilers because I actually think they are going to be better. I, I think Talbot will be better. I think the special teams will be better. Um, you know, they, they certainly have the potential to score more. I, I think with some moderate recovery on, on the back end and some of the checking and defensive play, they have the potential to allow fewer goals. But what, but I, I, I this the Secker injury is, is is costly because now you're just trying to plug that hole uh, with a variety of question marks, and while there just just because there are a lot of options for something doesn't mean there are are a lot of good options. You know, you buy one line of numbers for the lottery, uh, you got a one in fourteen million chance of winning. You buy a second ticket, it goes up to two in fourteen million. You're still not very good. So more options doesn't necessarily mean more chances of success. Now, maybe Yerbeck's going to turn out to be really good. Maybe Bouchard's going to be the best rookie defenseman the Oilers have ever had. Um, I, I would think those are, are long-shot options. Elvis says decided to call in tonight. Hello, Elvis. Hey, Reed. I hope you're ha- having a good uh, summer. I'm having an awesome summer. That's great. I just want to make a quick statement here. Uh I like your. I, I think uh, I like your lottery ticket analogy, and I think if they're banking on uh, a bunch of those rookies and stuff like that, I think it's a long, long stretch. And uh, there's there's some uh, the backup goalie that they went out and acquired. I don't know what to think about him. I'm not saying yay or nay. I think it's going to be very interesting. But just a little question for you: Why didn't they shut Clefbaum down last year early when they knew they were out of it? Oh, what did they say at the time? I mean, I, I, I remember McClellan said, or it was a cleft bomb that said that it, it couldn't be any worse. It couldn't get any worse by playing. Uh, I mean, I know, I know athletes always want to play. So right. he, he kept playing. Uh, I guess could have they forced him not to play? Uh, I, I suppose they could have completely forced him not to play. I don't know if that would have been good for the relationship. And then finally, when he had the surgery uh, scheduled, um, then, then he, then he didn't play. Uh, that's. I'm just trying to remember what some of the quotes were at the time. That's what I recall. Yeah, for me, for me, I would have, regardless, I would have shut him down and and, and tried some other stuff. But I mean, we're talking about the last year, and it doesn't really matter. Well, and it's, I, my, it's. I mean, if they would have done it March first, February. I mean, at what point would have you felt better about it? I guess would be my counter to that. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not arguing yeah. with you, but it's you know, you can kind of throw out a date my, and. Absolutely. My biggest thing is piece to my next question is: Do you think they were shopping, shopping him? And do you think that they're bringing in all these guys, like 
say like Upshaw coming in, so that maybe they have some boards that they can they can put a little package together, maybe with a pick, and uh, take you know uh, make a trade, try to get a defenseman. Like Sorry, a or, do I think they were shopping who? Uh, uh I don't know if I. I don't think that they were hardcore shopping him. I mean, there were the rumors out of Boston about the Krug discussions. Right. I, I, I think there were discussions about Clefbaum, but I think there are discussions about a lot of players. Oh, I mean, yeah. I mean, Shirelli basically came out and said at the trade deadline he didn't use any names, but he he pretty much heavily insinuated that teams were asking about Ryan Nugent Hopkins. And he told them Absolutely. to he told them to get lost. So yeah. I think names always come up there. I, I never got the sense Clefbaum was close to being traded, but I think right. yeah, his his name probably came up in proposals, sure. Yeah, so do you do you think do you think that they will package like, you know, maybe I, I don't know who off the fourth line that they would get rid of, but I think there's a potential to put something together with the pick. Uh, and, and not not the first round pick, I would hope not, but uh, right. with, or maybe I don't know. But with the pick, and uh, maybe a couple couple forwards, or I don't know, like uh, could Yamamoto come into play? Could and uh, you know what I mean to try to go out there and make a splash for a defenseman because he must have learned this lesson from last year. He cannot sit idle uh, this year again. So you're Charlie. saying cleft bomb plus a young forward for you know no, whatever? No, no. Oh, sorry. No, no. No, Reed. I'm saying just a young forward, maybe with uh, with with, with uh, a young forward and maybe a draft pick, and try to go out there and pry pry someone who could be in a cap situation. Yeah, to get an established get defender. Yeah, I don't. I, don't, I mean, yeah. the, the teams are probably still saying that Yamamoto is. I mean, he was twenty what twenty second overall, so that's not. I mean, I think he's going to be decent. Yeah. Uh, but to get somebody like I don't know, like like Falk's names out there, at Krug, I, I don't know if that would quite do the trick. You'd probably have to throw in this year's first rounder because it's a good draft. Well, that's right? what I'm saying. A pick, right? Yeah. And then it, I mean, who knows with that guy in Carolina? If he like, does he want to pay that third wing guy? I think he's like he counts for six million. He's he's only four and a half on the uh, Falk. I'm talking about. He's only four and a half. Yeah. As a cap hit. But they've got to pay him six. You think he wants to pay him? I'm like, I don't know. Well, Carolina's got the lowest. Uh, they are over the floor. They got the lowest uh, payroll in the league right now. Right. Uh, yeah, Falk's cap hit is four point eight. I just quickly checked it on uh, Cap Friendly. He okay. has to. He has a modified no trade clause. He can submit fifteen teams. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, I think I got to take Shirley at his word. I think we'll probably start the season. With this roster, maybe there's still going to be another guy signed to a PTO or to come in and compete. Yeah, I mean it's the same thing over and over again. Though if they start poorly, then the players have no value in a deal. That's exactly. I mean, some, already, I mean somebody said, "Well, should exactly they trade? Right, should they trade Yessi Puliyarvi?" Well, what, what? Who? What teams looking at? What team is slobbering over Yessi Puliyarvi right now? Nobody. Exactly. Yeah. And and we're already trading from. From, from a fact that we have a weakness, and everybody knows that we need another D. Oh, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. I, I hope. I hope. It's it, he rolled the dice. It's a totally. Time. It's a totally different dialogue than this time last season. The, the last two years have been. Uh, well, I won't say the opposite extremes because the Oilers have often been much worse than they were last year. But uh, I mean, it's two opposite extremes. I, I I do think they're going to be better 
you know, I do think some guys will bounce back, and I, I, I think the special teams will bounce back. I look, maybe, maybe I'm optimistic just because I, I, I live in the city and I, and I want to be talking to happy fans. I, I do yeah. think they can make the playoffs. Do I think they're a Stanley no, Cup? I do I do I think they're a Stanley Cup contender? No way. That's no. where I'm at with this team right now. Elvis, thanks, oh, man. Yeah, have a great night, bud. I appreciate it. All right, that's Elvis, 780-496-0063. Always happy to hear from him. Good discussion. Some guests on the show get gift certificates. To- Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Northern Chicken bringing down home southern food and other tasty treats. Salivate over the menu at northchickenyeg.com. Jim texting 63630. He says, now is the time for a trade read. Every team is in hope mode. After poor starts, players lose their value. John says, gotta love Oilers fans. Read here, take a bunch of our unwanted spare parts and give us an established right shot puck moving defenseman. Couple of texts to 630-630. We are coming up to the 630 News. You'll hear from Mike Riley, from Jake DeBrusque, and figure skater Caitlin Osmond with a big announcement today. She'll join us next. You're listening to 630 Ched Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Well, this is by request. Eskimos fan Glenny. I was hoping to hear a little Led Zeppelin coming back from the So there we go, Glenny. Both of the Eskimos get you win two days from now. We'll have their game in Hamilton on 6.30, Chad. 4 o'clock for the countdown to kick off. The game will be at 5.30. Blue Jays flying tonight up 7-2 on the Orioles in the bottom of the fifth. My name is Reed Wilkins, Inside Sports on Oilers and Eskimos Radio 6.30, Chad. Pleased to be joined by the reigning women's world figure skating champion. It is Caitlin Osmond. Caitlin, welcome back to the show. How are you doing? I'm great, thanks. How are you? I'm doing very well. It's great to connect with you. I know you've been uh, doing a lot of these interviews today because uh, you made some news uh, deciding to take the upcoming figure skating season off. Now, you'd sort of announced that you were going to miss some stuff in the fall. Uh, j- just take us through uh, the background to uh, to this decision, Caitlin. Uh, back in June, I decided to take the Grand Prix season off this year uh, just to reflect on Everything that's happened last year, winning Worlds, going to the Olympics, um, there's just a lot to to process for the summer. And after the summer, I've had a break. I've gotten back out on the ice. I've been training. Um, but I honestly just think that the best decision for me right now is to take the whole year off um, and and see what's to come. Okay, uh, I, I, I got to ask this because I know it's going to come up, and I know when we talked off-air when you made your decision about the grad preseason, I asked you this, so let's put it on the record here. Are you healthy? 
I am very healthy. Okay, good. So this is not some lingering injury. Uh, you're, you're feeling good. Um, is is the, but but in terms of that, do you do you think uh, this is more important to have a a physical break from competition or or a mental break from competition? Um, I think this year is more of a mental break. Um, physically, I feel fantastic. Um, still, obviously, some aches and pains from being a, a figure skater, um, but. I think that the time away from the sport will just uh, help me mentally. Um, I'm still skating, still training, still touring, um, but the stress of competing won't be there right now. Okay, well, so that's an important point. You're not going to be off figure skates for for a long time. You'll still do all your training and you're doing, is, is it stars on ice and some of those other types of events? I'll be doing the Thank You Canada Tour in the fall. That's the most recent thing I have coming up. Okay. Um, and then I'll be looking at more things for the winter. Okay, so you're still going to be incredibly busy, uh, just not with, with the competition. You know, uh, Caitlin Osmond joining us on uh, Inside Sports. Obviously, she, she thrilled everybody a few months ago winning the World Championships. Uh, you had a silver at Worlds the year before. You have uh, already three Olympic medals on your uh, resume. You won the team gold in Pyeongchang, and of course you got the uh, the bronze in singles, uh, silver in, in team in Sochi back in 2014. You know, when somebody uh, was uh, asking me I, I, about you being on the show tonight, because I was like, oh, I got Caitlin Osmond on, she's taking this year off, and, and somebody said, well, she must be getting old by now. Uh, and I said, well, let's let's settle down here. She's She's been in the news a long time because she's really, really good. Maybe just an important reminder, like you're only 22. Your your competition days are far from over. <laughs> yeah, I'm only 22, um, but I've been skating for 20 years, so I guess I, I'm getting old that way. Um, but no, I still have a competitive drive, and I still have opportunities to come back in the future. Um so I don't see the harm in taking the year off from competing. This this is, I think it is kind of a bold decision, though. I mean, did you have, uh, when you maybe talked about this with family or friends or, or colleagues, uh, you know, was there some raised eyebrows you had to deal with? There's some, some pretty honest discussions that happened? Uh, surprisingly, no. Um, I think out of everyone, I was the most terrified to say that I think this is the best decision for me. It took a lot of courage for me to go to people and say, um, this is what I plan to do. Um, but talking to my coaches, uh, my sports psychologists, um, my parents, and my friends, uh, not one of them was surprised by my decision. Okay. All right. Fair enough. And this... Uh, different circumstances, but missing an extended period of time is not new to you uh, because of the, the the broken leg, right? Yeah, um, it actually took me a little while to realize. It. At first, I realized it was another year not competing. I didn't know how terrifying it would be to come back. Um, but I'm still healthy. I'm still training, and having that perspective of. Uh, after 2014, I ended up being forced to take a year off from uh, from injury, and that was incredibly hard to come back from. Um, but now I'm, I'm feeling better, so I have a lot more knowledge and experience that taking this year off, I feel a lot more comfortable. Okay, well, that, that's good to hear, and you, you seem to be coming from a very positive place uh, with this decision. And I know other figure skaters have done it. I think Patrick Chan took some time off. Didn't Virtue and Moyer take some time off, too, after Sochi? Uh, yeah, Patrick uh, took a full year off, and Justin Scott actually took two. 
Okay, so this is not unheralded to take a break and come back and be one of the best in the world, which which you will be when you get back. Uh, what like are you going to pursue any? You're going to laugh at how I ask this. Are you going to pursue any hobbies or schooling or, or anything when you're not as when you don't have the competition schedule coming up? Um. I don't have a competition schedule, but I'll be on the road for two months with the Thank You Canada tour. We're hitting 30, 36. Oh, right. But I mean, do you want to do any, any other kind of, any? I know you'll still be busy, but is there any other you know, <laughs> schooling or, or stuff you'd like to catch up on in the, in the meantime? Um, I've taken a couple of classes through Athabasca University to do communications. Um, I'm looking into schooling, but with the possibility of coming back to competition next year, uh, jumping into school right now would be a little too difficult for me. Okay. Um, but I've mostly just been enjoying trying to um, experience a lot of things that I usually put on the back burner when I was competing. I got to go to Canada's Wonderland for the very first time. Um, <laughs> I got to see tennis for the first time. I went to the Rogers Cup. So it's been really fun, and I'm hoping to get into more of that. Maybe I'll actually pick up a tennis racket. Okay. <laughs> When you're when you're back in Edmonton after the tour, would you like to come co-host Inside Sports one night? Would you like to experience that? I would love to. Okay, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna hold you to that. Okay. Okay, we're gonna get in touch. You're touring till till when did you say? Um, the end of November. Okay, I, in early December. I'm gonna text or call you, and we're gonna figure out a date. You can come in and co-host Inside Sports. That would be fun. Perfect. That'd be awesome. Okay. Well, I, I, it's, it's great to, to hear that you're sounding good. Uh, you're always a pleasure to talk to. I know Edmontonians and Albertans are so proud of everything you've been able to accomplish. It's always a pleasure to have you on the show, Caitlin. Thank you for your time. Thank you so much. All right. That is Caitlin Osmond checking in tonight. So she explained it there. Uh, she's going to take the year off from competing. She'll still be uh, skating. She's doing the Thank You Canada Tour. She's still going to be training uh, just a break from competing. And as we mentioned in that interview, not the first skater, not the first Canadian to do that and come back strong. So she's she's going to be fine. Obviously, I think people want to know exactly what was behind that, but she laid it out for everybody there. And we will have write that down, Kellen. Future oh, it's ideas. Been marked down. Future ideas. Caitlin Osmond, co-host Inside Sports. That would be fun. You know it. It's been that'd marked be, down. That'd be a blast. And we'd give her some northern chicken too. There you go. If you not, not just guests, co-hosts get uh, gift certificates to Northern Chicken. Now you know Sam G and Jeremy from Glendon, and and uh, Dave Leopard. I don't want all you guys texting in saying you want to be co-hosts just so you can get chicken. I'll, maybe I'll just give you guys chicken anyway, just because you're loyal listeners. Uh, it is 6.44. Uh, really appreciate you tuning in tonight. We have a lot to get to. I talked to Jake DeBrusque this morning, Edmonton kid. Huge season with the Boston Bruins. Uh, was at Eskimos practice. We will uh, get some information on the story behind the name Cadence quarterback Mike Riley. When we- When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. To get back. Subscribe to the Inside Sports Podcast. 
Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcasts. This is 630Chan Inside Sports. Okay, thank you very much for tuning in. Great to have Caitlin Osmond on the show. Man, she's having a great career, and I think she'll be uh, come back strong after this year off from competing. You can text 63630, phone number 7804960063. Hey, this is pretty cool. After uh, the 7 o'clock news, we're going to be joined in studio by the new head coach of the Edmonton Oil Kings, Brad Lauer. And uh, Brad, of course, a former NHL forward himself and uh, an assistant in the NHL with a few organizations including for the last couple of years the Tampa Bay Lightning who uh, had a great team but were stopped by the the eventual champion Washington Capitals in the Eastern Conference Final in the spring so Brad will join us in studio the new Eskimo fan Cadence Riley Mike and Emily Riley bringing their second daughter into the world yesterday. Uh, Brooklyn now becomes uh, the older sister. Cadence, what a name for a quarterback's kid, eh, Mike? Uh, the name's actually a great story. Um, obviously, it's well known that Travis Lilly is a great friend of mine, and it was, I think it was a couple of years ago after we had had Brooklyn. Um, we met up, and we were just having a meal, and he's got three girls of his own, and we were sitting there talking about different names and stuff, and uh Cadence had come up that uh, that was a name that they had considered and I was like man I love that obviously it's it's a great name and it has football connotations too Um, and then a few months later I think it was when we found out that we were pregnant Emily was talking about potential names and she said that name and I was like well I love that name and she was like well that was one of my top ones and then I told her I was like we're gonna have to get permission from the Lule family first and she was like why and I told her that we had talked about those names and and so we talked to to Trav and Kim and they were all about it they were like hey take it use it if you want to we already got three we don't we don't know if we're having a fourth and if we do we don't know if it's gonna be a girl so uh, partially Lule inspired and uh, and it was just kind of a um, surprise that Emily had already picked that name out before she'd even heard that, that me and Travis had talked about it. So uh, kind of became a no-brainer. Well, wow, Travis Lule sure has a big impact on Mike Riley's life, doesn't he? A bit of a quarterback mentor and uh, suggesting uh, the baby name as the Rileys decide to go with Cadence. Pretty interesting that, that Emily had uh, already liked the name before Mike brought it up that uh, Travis Lule had mentioned it. That's a pretty cool story. And, of course, Mike Riley. So the uh, C-section yesterday morning Riley could have missed practice but of course that's not happening yeah absolutely I mean it's a short week um, you know me and Emily had talked about it a uh, long time ago because we get our players calendar before the season starts so we knew it was going to be a wild day um, you know but we knew uh, with the scheduled c-section that it was probably going to happen in the morning I thought I was going to be able to get here earlier than that um, but uh you know, we had to we had to go through some things at the hospital, so it ended up taking uh, quite a bit of time, um, even after Cadence was born. Um, with Emily being in the recovery room and the baby being in the other area of the hospital, I was really the only one that uh, that was able to watch her at that time. So I was I was laid back on the chair with her sleeping on my chest, and I told Jason and Jordan to email me the the pictures of the plays that we were installing for the day. So me and Cadence were studying plays for a few hours, and then. Uh, Emily got to come in at 2 o'clock, and so we hung out, uh, just the three of us, for about 45 minutes. I pulled in at 3.07, and I knew we started at 3.15, so I had enough time. But, 
you know, it was good to get on the field and get some work with the short week. And then as soon as we were done, the guys didn't give me too much grief for missing the post-practice workout. I headed back to the hospital. But, uh, yeah, it was a great day. It was a great day. And uh, Emily was a true warrior. She was amazing. Um, you know, even in the middle of the night, you know, last night at the hospital, I'd baby be crying. I'd wake up and roll over to go take her out of the bed. And Emily was already woken up, you know. I, <laughs> Not, not many hours after a C-section, taking the baby out and, and quieting her down and making sure she was good to go. So, um, yeah, she did amazing, and uh, it was it was a, a hell of a day for sure. All right, so uh, Mike Riley, pretty cool stuff, and you can get more on Cadence Riley on 630Ched.com. Mike Riley, uh, once again, a CFL Player of the Week in the Canadian Football League. Three passing touchdowns, ran for another one, 424 yards on 33 completions in the win over the Alouettes, and the Eskimos getting ready to roll again Thursday uh, against Hamilton. And one of the Riley touchdowns, a bit of an unexpected one. He wasn't throwing it to Bryant Mitchell, but Bryant Mitchell caught it. Riley, he takes the snap. Cooper protects again. again. The pressure's coming. Riley has to get it away, and it is complete. Touchdown, Eskimos. Bryant Mitchell with the reception in the end zone. Mitchell came from nowhere to catch a rainbow that Riley delivered as he was being taken down. All right, so, Brian, we're in the end zone where you caught one of the most unexpected touchdown passes that, that I've seen watching games in this stadium. Uh, I mean, tell us how you saw that play unfold. You know, Mike threw the ball. I went and got the ball. <laughs> you know, uh, I just ran my route, looked up, I saw the ball, and I went and got it. You know, uh, as Mike says, it was intended for me. So, you know, in reference to Duke Williams, see ball, get ball. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, but I mean, so you, you you probably knew they were blitzing, so you knew something uh, might happen. So did you, like, turn and look a little earlier than you might have? No, not at all. You know, it's funny. Um, I didn't see because they blitz off the, they blitz up the A-gap. Yep. They blitz right up the middle of the field. So, um, for me, I saw man coverage. So, you know, I ran my route like I would. And as soon as I turned my head, you know, they tell us when the ball's in the air, you, you find the ball, not the quarterback. So I looked up in the air and saw the ball. <laughs> <laughs> What did the guys say to you after you caught it? Oh, man, you know, it was a bunch of, you stole my touchdown or, you know, nah. uh, you know it was a lot of congratulations. You know, we got a, a great group of guys that want to see each other succeed. So it was definitely, you know, a great feeling. And if you saw, we had a train of handshakes going on afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you know, big game for you. We, we've talked before about, about your patience. Uh, I mean, I know for you it's an ongoing journey, but did you take a little bit of satisfaction after the game, patience? paid off uh, yeah definitely you know uh with anything you know you never let up and that's one of my mind frames just never let up keep working no matter what happens good or bad you know just keep working hard and you know i thank god for a work ethic you know uh, i have great mentors at home uh, you know, and my trainer, Alex Johnson Jr. Um, at AJ Sports and Fitness, and even in uh, my ministry and Refuge Temple Ministries, uh, my brother, Derekus Purdy, you know, just staying on me and making sure that I'm always, you know, staying faithful to what I do. So it's been a blessing. All right, Hamilton, with not as much rest as you guys have had, I mean, you, I don't know, you get sick of hearing about the days off? I mean, you saw the schedule a few months ago, I guess. So. Not really. You know, uh, when you get here in May, you're ready. You know, whatever's coming, you got to get ready for it. You mentally prepare in the off season for the things that are coming. So been mentally prepared for a while now.
Well, Brian Mitchell, a healthy scratch more often than not during his time as an Eskimo. Huge game against the Alouettes. Seven receptions, 128 yards. Eskimos in Hamilton on Thursday. Then it's the Labor Day home and home. Hey, we're coming up to the 7 o'clock news. You're still going to hear from Jake DeBrusque, the Edmonton kid who had an incredible rookie season with the Boston Bruins. Also six goals in two playoff rounds. Really helped their cause. And Brad Lauer, head coach for the Edmonton Oil Kings will join us in studio. It'll be great to catch up with Brad. My name is Reed Wilkins. We're coming back after the news. Inside Sports on 630 Chet. Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.